Welcome to the Life and Times podcast with your host Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people, by the people, of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people. It's all. It's really just going to be me, probably, and uh, occasionally maybe some other people, but. Welcome back to the Life and Times podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. And, uh, you know, we'll get to our episode right after a word from our sponsors. Boxing Bear Print Company. You can reach them at BoxingBear.com. Boxing Bear is an independent art studio and print company located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Since 2011, the studio has stocked alternative art prints and paintings for its loyal customers and friends. And right now, if you subscribe to their mailing list, you can get 20% off. I mean, I'd go hit them up. As a matter of fact, these guys made my infamous podcast logo, which I'm still very much appreciative of. So go check them out at boxingbear.com. Our next sponsor is The Cookie Barn. You can reach them at thecookiebarnwaco.com. So they're an online cookie company, and they have a pickup location, and they'll deliver locally in the Waco, Texas area, but they also ship nationwide. So you can order for birthdays, anniversaries, reunions, showers, or just really any occasion, uh, or just enjoy them yourself. So they specialize in company and client relations, and they have discount pricing. So let your clients know and your customers know that you're thinking about them, and you appreciate their business. Also, with every purchase, you'll be satisfied knowing that you're supporting an amazing nonprofit organization and they help foster and adoptive families. So a portion of every purchase goes towards e1a.org. Encourage one another, thecookiebarnwaco.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Lifetimes Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. It's good to be back another week. Another week in the books. You know what I did this past week, which uh, um, you see famous people sometimes in your life. Maybe sometimes you don't. It would depend on uh, where you've been. Well, I saw somebody who I, I've been watching movies and Saturday Night Live and movies. <laughs> like He's like one of the most famous people in the world, I think, even though he's getting older. He doesn't make movies. He, he's, still a, he's still a guy. So I, this week, Heard Dan Aykroyd was in town, and he was. There was a Blues Brothers concert. It was Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi, not John. Of course, we know John is not with us, but Jim is his brother, and so they have a Blues Brothers act, and it didn't just start. They've been doing it for uh, quite a few years, I believe. I even believe they have been on Saturday Night Live a few times together, just like for cameo kind of things, I think, you know, from memory. Well, somebody said, hey, Dan's in town. Now, I'm calling him Dan like me and Dan know each other. I don't know Dan. I don't know Dan at all. So, it's weird because uh, 
Well, I don't know, Dan, right? But when you say Dan, it makes it sound like you're friends. So I drive to where they're at. That It turns out they were at a dispensary um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, um, promoting some kind of product, whatever it is uh, those two have. So they were doing a Blues Brothers concert in Tulsa, um, and there's a lot of dispensaries for anybody that doesn't live in Oklahoma. Medical uh, cannabis is legal in Oklahoma. So whatever they have, that's the, that's the thing. Now you didn't like have to show an ID or anything to get in, which none of that really mattered because I didn't get in. I heard about it later. So I went, I was the, I don't know, last three or four in line to get an autograph, like to meet the people, but they had to be somewhere else. So like right before I got to the door, I was, I was actually at the door. I was the last person to not enter the building as they were walking out of the building. So like the two or three in front of me, they didn't actually meet them either. They just got in the door. Um, so they were walking out and I, I started, <laughs> or they passed out these things I got his autograph, I guess is what I'm saying, but I didn't ask for it. They already, they already had those things written out. Um, but that was cool. And I don't know if you've ever met famous people before. Um, but it seems to me for me, Every time I see somebody famous, it's like they're larger than life. And and I don't mean like like I'm fanboy and melt and melted down. Yeah, I thought it was very cool that I saw Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd handed me a picture. Dan Aykroyd, because I was the first one in the door and he was walking out the door, Dan Aykroyd was eight inches from me. Um but it always seems when I see famous people, their heads are so much big. Their heads are so much bigger than regular people's heads. It's every famous person I see, their head is gigantic. And I, I don't know if that's because I'm actually looking at people. I've stared at their faces on TV and movies forever. And it just looks like their head's big. Or if their heads are really big, if that's like a, a Hollywood requirement, like, Hey, yeah, you're never going to make the big screen. Cause your head's not big enough. I don't know, but he had a huge head just like I had always uh, thought. Jim Belushi, I didn't really notice his head being huge, but then again, I haven't watched Jim Belushi my whole life. Everybody knows who Jim Belushi is, I think. He was on a TV show, a couple movies, but he's not Dan Aykroyd. Um, but, you know, Jim Belushi, you know, his head was probably big also. No, even though we were at a dispensary, Jim Belushi was not smoking uh, cannabis. Uh, he had a big cigar, and he was, like, decked out in this Blues Brothers stuff, but John Belushi was wearing some kind of, like... Uh, It'd be a vest with patches on it. Like you'd almost see like motorcycle clubs wearing, except for there was not like a MC patch or anything like that, you know, but that's what he had on the blues brothers car was out there. All oh, it was great. And what's funny is like all the people that show up with other things. So, because, uh, I don't know if you know, but he was Ray stance in the original ghostbusters one and two. So many people were there with Ghostbusters things they wanted them to sign, uh, old CD movies, which is funny because they're CDs or uh, DVDs. Anyway, there was a dude there, which I started thinking this. When you make those iconic old movies like that, you know, you make Ghostbusters, and so everybody knows Ghostbusters, and then they, they've had spinoffs, of course. There was cartoons of Ghostbusters. And, and actually, this year, uh, like right now, I think the new Ghostbusters just came out. I don't know if he's in the movie or not. I have no idea because I'm not like a fanboy like this. But any, anytime you, you're in those settings, you always have people show up. There was a dude in front of me that had like the the street. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember what it's called. 
but he had his Ghostbusters uniform on with the pack, like, you know, the, the coveralls. Um, that's what he had. And he had boots on and like, he looked like he was in actual Ghostbusters uniform. Um, except for, <laughs> Come, I, look, I'm not mouthing big people. I'm chubby. We all know it. Uh, but the guy was a little overweight. Yeah, I think he had fantasized about being a Ghostbuster his entire life. And when he heard Dan Aykroyd was in town, this dude showed up and he was in coveralls and he was in these boots and he even had the backpack that goes with the Ghostbusters uniform. And he showed <laughs> and he showed up. And I know, I, I mean, I look, man, I'm not famous. I know that when um, they see people like that for some stuff they made 40 years ago, and this guy wasn't old enough. Honestly, the guy I'm looking at was not old enough to be alive when that movie came out. And if he was, it's very close. Very close. Like, he was three and below. So it's not like I know he just grew up with the movie. Well, I know that when they see those people, I know they they probably appreciate the effort they're giving, but they got to think those people are crazy. If I'm Dan Aykroyd and somebody walked in in a cone head, uh, which is, you know, a skit from Saturday Night Live, and then there was a movie however many years later, but I think the original skit when Dan Aykroyd was on the show, I think it was in the 70s, I think, early and early 80s. If somebody walked in with a cone head, it may make you smile, but you got to be like, guys, are you serious? Like you dressed up like something I did 40 years ago to get my autograph because you think it's going to stand out. You don't stand out. These guys go to every city in the country. They travel the entire country, maybe the world, to do Blues Brothers. They've seen it all. Not those guys like, hey, look, Dan, look at my pack. It resembles just like the movies. Do you like my pack, Dan? It's I just don't, I, I, I don't get uh, people that do that. I mean, they're fascinated. I, you know what? That sounded mouthy. That probably was the greatest day of this guy's life. He went home telling all of his buddies, especially if they are uh, Ghostbusters aficionados also. They're like, I saw and met Dan Aykroyd today. I don't, you know, like I don't, it's weird. It's a weird deal. I mean, it was humorous to me. I made a TikTok about it, but you know, the, once again, the movie's 40, 40 years ago, maybe. Look, have I done the math? Let me do the math really fast. No, it's not 40 years old. It was like 35 years old. I think. I think it came out in 86. Anyway, uh, I was like calling him Ray because that was Dan Aykroyd's character. I'm, whatever. I'm, I'm running it into the ground. I'm just saying uh, they've had enough of it. Listen, people, if you're going to go to Comic-Con, they've seen it thousands of times. Don't go meet, uh, what's the guy who just went to space? By the way, I actually thought that was cool. Um, William Shatner. I mean, don't, don't, don't shake William Shatner's hands with your two fingers apart like Spock does and all. It's just, I know people do that. Speaking of William Shatner, which by the way, I did not even meet at all, not even close. But he went to space the other day. You know, a guy who's been flying around in space for 40 or 50 years. My ears are off. I don't know those shows. I just know they came out before I was born. So, um, he, he actually went to space the other day. I think what you'd call official space. I think when you break the, what do you got to break for it to be space? There you go. I probably shouldn't say that out loud because it makes me sound ridiculous that I don't know what, <laughs> what line you got to break before it becomes space. It's not the, 
I don't think this is it. I don't even want to say it. I'm going, I'm going to say it out loud. But is it the ozone layer? Crap, stratosphere. You got to break the stratosphere. That's what you got to do to get in space. I think I said it right. I don't think the ozone layer is the stratosphere. Maybe that's something I should look up right now. Maybe, maybe I should. Give me a second. Okay, I'm back. Look, I had to look it up, but I'm, but I'm doing it so I'm educational for you. The ozone layer is in the stratosphere, so I think you have to go past the stratosphere. Uh, and, uh, you know, to answer what I just said, yeah, you definitely pass the ozone layer. The ozone layer is a part of the stratosphere, so you got to you gotta get out of the stratosphere. I think that's how you're in space. Anyway, William Shatner finally went to space after he's been the final he's been the final frontiers and all of it and he and he uh he did it again at 90 so good for you will that's what i call i call him bill all his friends call him bill billy i'm glad you finally made it uh to space speaking of old shows uh not <laughs> oh look I'll, I'll say this really fast i you know people there's like hardcore star trek fans and there's hardcore star wars fans I actually grew up watching both shows, um, and I, I'm not going to like get all uh, Star wars out here, but I, I, of course, love Star Wars, watch the movies, always have. Um, I did watch Star Trek growing up at nighttime because before we went to bed, Star Trek was on. And I've talked about it before, and anybody older remembers like when TV went off. And so it was one of the last shows, and you'd watch it, and then the TV would go off. Now, I didn't, I didn't step that late. Every night, mom at least did make me go to bed when I was that early of a child, but but numerous times I'd watch Star Trek. But I always remember like it being depressing. It was like for me, Star Trek was like a depressing Star Wars uh, at nighttime. That's that's how I took it. But I th- I think the movies were entertaining. I just never watched them. Uh, where am I going with that? Uh, things a long time ago. I'm working through this. See, this is how I work through things through my head. Yeah, I remember. So when I was a kid, I used to watch the Bozo Show. By the way, it has nothing to do with space. Used to watch the Bozo Show, and it was uh, on WGN. It was a Chicago network. I think most of you know what it is, but if you don't, I'm telling you because there's people around the world. So in the United States, there were several networks on cable TV or, I don't know, to relate it to new new times, satellite TV. So it was out of Chicago, and there was this show on it. It was called the Bozo Show, uh, and it was a clown that dressed up, and he had a big... I look I, just look him up. I don't even know how to describe him. His face was white. He had a big red nose. He had uh, uh, a painted on mouth around his face that was red, and his hair was red, and it, and it flared out. Uh, he was bald though too, but his hair flared out. Uh, there, there's your description. But I remember watching this as a kid. I don't remember the skits or anything they did like that. I vividly remember one thing they did because I thought. Still do to this day. And the reason I'm telling you what I'm about to do is because I'm going to set this game up and I'm going to put it on YouTube 100%. Now, you remember this because I always act like stuff's going to be on YouTube and I usually forget or whatever. Um, I watched the Bozo Show and they had this game and I, I don't remember who their sponsors were, but like a cookie company, if you hit a bucket, you won... Um, I don't know, cookies. You hit another bucket, you won whatever prize that probably sucked. Uh, And there were six buckets. I believe, I believe if you hit the sixth bucket, you won a Schwinn bicycle. And so like Schwinn bicycles are in Walmart now. Um, And look, are things from Walmart horrible? No, they're not. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to act like that guy at all. 
especially these days, right? I mean, it's 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 getting better. But um, you know, when Schwinn hits Walmart, it's probably not the bike that you think it would have been. I I didn't. I've never even seen a Schwinn bike growing up. I only saw it on the Bozo Show, so I just assume it was something fancy. All you have to do is throw a ping pong ball in a bucket. That's it. You have any times a day that I just like throw paper and it goes in the trash can or I'll throw a ball into a bucket or throw clothes into a hamper, throw anything and just make it. But that's not even anything to brag about. Uh, if you just have like a little, you know, like, I don't know, arm control. If you've been, if you've been throwing objects into circles uh, your whole life, <clears throat> I, th- I just don't think it's a hard game. I don't think it's a hard game at all. I think I'd have had 49 Schwinn bicycles had ever made it to the Bozo Show. That's what I think. So this week, I think I'm going to set up a Bozo Show. Why am I saying this? Because literally, right before I started the podcast, I went to throw this trash away, and I threw it, I don't know, 20 feet. And, you know, and it goes in the hole. Once again, it's not anything you brag about or feel cool about. It's what people do all the time. You're like, oh, piece of paper, throw it in the trash can real far. That went in. I could kill the Bozo Show. Maybe that's the secret. Honestly, I think that's the secret to my fitness. The secret to my fitness level is the Bozo Show. Because if I can get on the show and I can throw these ping pong balls into buckets, I'm going to get a Schwinn bicycle. And I'll ride that thing all over town. I'm going to ride it over numerous towns. Because everybody's going to see me. and They're like, hey, man, where'd you get that Schwinn bicycle? I'm going to be like, I got it at the Bozo Show because I'm a winner. And that's what winners do. They parade Schwinn bicycles around your towns to fire you up. To I'm trying to be an inspiration for you. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to just trying to be an inspiration. Schwinn bicycles. <laughs> Schwinn bicycles. Tell your friends. I just remember when I was a kid, when I would watch the show, how like disappointed I was in these kids when they wouldn't, when they couldn't throw the ping pong ball in the thing. I've watched this show forever. Like when I was a kid, there were, I have actually witnessed kids that couldn't make the second bucket. Now I think they all made the first bucket because if you watch the show, uh, sorry, you should go look up t- you know, these, uh, uh, YouTube videos. If you, if you, okay, if you're going to make the first bucket, the first bucket literally was at your feet. You, you just had to drop the ping pong ball like this straight. And the second one, was right behind it. I don't know. Foot and a half. You <laughs> you can't lose on this game. But yet kids lost. I just remember how disappointed I was in all the contest a lot of the contestants in my life. Now, you could say, okay. But if that ping pong ball hits the bottom of the last bucket, it just hop- any of the buckets. If it hits straight down, it just hops out. Maybe, maybe. You know what? I tell you what. YouTube video, no, because it won't take that long. I'm going to make a TikTok. I'm going to set up six buckets. I'm going to get a ping pong ball. I'm going to put some tape on the ground. I'm going to go pull up some old videos, just get a rough guesstimate. Watch what happens. This game's not hard. I'll be swinging all over town. Well, for those of you that listen all the time, um, uh, football's over, and I mentioned it last week, but um, this week, this right now, it's Monday. 
This is my last football game, high school football game this week. Uh, there could be a playoff game. I don't know, right? But it's the last regular season game. So there's like all this buildup to football, and then it's over. Like it's over really fast. That's kind of irrelevant. I'm just telling you. But I, I was at a, the last game I did, and I was um, up in the box, and you heard the other team doing cheers. Now, here's what I, <laughs> here's what I haven't heard in my own childhood life. Um I don't, I don't ever remember the sidelines doing cheers. Now, there's a basketball cheer that boys and girls do in high school and, uh, and in college. And in college. Oh, gosh. Then it makes me laugh when the bench, this is how it goes. One person says this, and then they all repeat it. Uh, and they do this. They go, dip, 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 dip. Uh, uh, defense up. Defense up. D up. That's what that means. Um, and by the way, to hear it live every time, I, for whatever reason, it mildly annoys, annoys me when I hear this cheer. Now, you're hyping the people up on the floor or whatever, you're staying in the game, cheering, it's fine. But like, they're doing like for real cheers, not just like yelling for their teammates, like they're doing cheers. And that's weird. And I heard a high school football team for the first time ever yelling D up cheers. And it, I thought it was the nerdiest thing I'd ever heard because I n- I've never heard sideline cheers from the boys uh, on the sidelines. D-up, 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 D-up. And then, I don't know. And they're down 40 points or whatever it was. It's a nerdy cheer, man. I don't, I, I don't, <laughs> stop doing it. I don't even like it in basketball. I mean, we'll go watch a college basketball game and the, you have a guy, a coach, who makes them do D-up cheers. I'm not making fun of the guy. I think I like him. I mean, I've met him three times. He's great, but stop making college kids do D-up cheers. It's a really nerdy thing, I think, typically. Uh, what was that? Did I watch a baseball game? Oh, no. I don't know what I was watching, but I heard somebody do this this old chant where, and most of you, if you played any game, I... <laughs> We want a pitcher, not a belly itcher. We want a pitcher, not a belly itcher. I don't know who invented that chant. I don't know what that means. Uh, I, as a child, played baseball, and I played baseball through past a child. I don't... Nobody, nobody ever said, this guy's a belly itcher. We got to get him out of the game. Get this belly itcher out of the game. I can't deal with it. Kids out there just itching his belly all day. Look at this kid's belly. I bet he itches it at night. We got to get this kid out of the game quick. Out here belly itching all day. That's why we lost. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of game cheers. I'm just not. I mean, and nobody does when you get older. It's like little kids where they do this <laughs> swing. But, but what's weird about that is the kids that I recall doing that Every single pitch. And if you ever go watch a game, now I don't know if I was annoyed as a child because I was in the game, and I was, but I would, but you get those teams in the entire field, nine players, not the pitcher, eight players would go <laughs> swing. Worst cheer ever. I hate that cheer. No, I don't. There's a worst cheer, but it's a cheerleader cheer. I don't like that. I don't know. I just get annoyed by cheers. I don't get annoyed by cheerleaders. That's not what I'm saying. I don't get annoyed by all the cheers they do, but there's this, it's more little kid cheers. It's the little kid cheers. My name is Lloyd. Yeah. And I'm a 
Car- I live I live in Verdigris, um, uh School District, America. Everybody, they're mascots, the Cardinals. My name is Lloyd, yeah, and I'm a Cardinal, yeah, and I'm uptight, out of sight, shooby-doo, all right, all right. And they repeat it, uh, and there's, no, there's not a more cringeworthy cheer. I, I don't like it. Now, if you do it, and you're local, and you hear me, I don't hate what you're doing with the kids. I just, the cheer makes me cringe. And you know what? I'll tell you why. I have an oldest child, and they would do the same cheer like 10 times a game, the one I just announced, and, and uh, it would just wear me out. I just, I, just, I just don't think I liked it. It has nothing to do with what they taught the kids. They did 40 other cheers. That one I didn't like. Sorry for anybody who knew the show. <laughs> Like, what? what is this guy talking about? I don't know, man. Look, if you listen to the show and you like it, great. The show's, honestly, if I'm just being real, and there's people all over the world that listen, which I'm still fascinated by, but I mean, the, it's basically for people who, <laughs> for who know me and know my life. I don't know what else to tell you. Let me give you a real mystery today, though. This happened today. Uh... Not, well, it's not funny. First of all, it's not funny. The lead-in makes you think it's funny. It's not funny. This is what happened today. So I was, so my youngest daughter has these soccer games. Uh, look, here's a small shout-out. Uh, they played four games. They won all four games. And the final scoring total for four games for the weekend that they won the tournament was 27-1. to So, yeah, they did pretty good. That It was a pretty good weekend. If you're a part of our team, I guess it would be horrible if you played them. But during the middle of the game, um, I just saw a look of panic on uh, those. <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to go a couple, three, four episodes back or whatever. This lady that truck sticked uh, in the middle of a game uh, three, four weeks ago. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the parent who hit the turbo button ran extra fast and that lasted for three steps. Well, she's in the middle of the game. I, I look at her and she like panics. She has a panic on her face. And she can't hurt a little kid. She has a two, I think two, I think she's two. Uh, like this really, really, really pretty little girl. And she's two years old and she just disappeared. Like she was not there. So I see the look of panic, but, I, but she turns around and I see more panic. So in my head, I'm like, man, what's going on behind me? Like, is there a, is there a fight? I mean, is there is somebody pull a gun? Like what's going on? Cause I just, it was just her face. And so I was looking at her face and then. I saw more people turn around. I didn't, I didn't turn around yet. And so when I saw more people turn around, I'm like, uh, then I turned around. Cause I'm like, man, what's going on? And I saw her husband take off running, not running, but kind of jog walking fast 20 yards away. And I'm looking and I don't see anything. So I'm confused. And, I, and so I walk out and she takes off sprinting. She takes off running. I don't know. I, and so I was like, Hey, to, to her husband, like, Hey man, uh, what's going on? And he's like, oh, we lost our kid. I'm going to say we, we lost our kid. That makes them sound like bad parents. They're not bad parents. They're great parents, actually. But uh, but it's a little girl, and she just took off running on the side. But we're in the middle of watching a game. So, you know, it's a, she ran to the other field. But we didn't know that. She ran to the other field that was just, like, right beside the field. So uh, it was, like, terrifying panic. And they found her, literally, in 30 seconds. But uh, that made me think. How scary that that stuff. See, that's not funny. Look how <laughs> show's usually funny. That's way not funny. Yeah, man, I was like, look at panic. And uh, 
That's weird when that happens. You know, that's a that that's a whole other type of podcast. Stuff like that lands on these crazy podcasts. But like I, I just remember thinking I felt bad for him, and uh, you know, she put that kid in baby jail the rest of the day. Kid wasn't going anywhere. She was on lockdown. Uh, those are odd times. Those were odd times at the soccer field. Um, you know, and like we were all uptight about it. You know, for a couple minutes till they found her. It was less than a couple minutes, but until we found her. But uh, you know, then we got the victory. After we won the victory, everybody forgot about that. Like, yeah, that's cool. The baby's back. We won. Who cares? Woo! That's what we said today. Why'd I even tell that story? I don't know, but it was real panic. I, probably because I was going to lead into telling my own stories about when my kid disappeared, but I don't have too many of those. Uh, but I do remember as, as a parent, when your kid disappears, and the first thing you start thinking about, and, and I'm not like, so here's the part where I'm not trying to be humorous. I, I may bring it back to that, but like, man, when kids disappear, cause sometimes it's for real, you know, and like that's, I got no words for that, but, but, uh, when it happens and you can't find your kid, like it's complete worry and panic. You know, you know what's funny about a parent though, is when you find them, you think that you would be happy. Well, you would be happy if they were gone for like a week or two, right? But but when you're panicking split second and you find your kid, um, that's the difference between somebody if, if a kid disappears and, and you are you know, you find them later, like a week later, two weeks later, maybe even longer. It's like the most overjoy, love, all that stuff. Um, when a kid disappears uh for five minutes and you can't find them, uh when you find them <laughs> I feel sorry for that kid because usually a beat it's an immediate. Oh gosh. Okay. We found him. followed by I'm wearing you out. When we get home, I told you don't go anywhere. (laughs) What's funny about that generally is that it gets to that level because they're your kids. You love these kids all your heart. Like your, your soul. What do you, that's not the right word. Crushes. That's whatever. That didn't make any sense, but like you feel like your your soul is stolen. And then you find him three minutes later and it went from uh, sheer panic to be like, oh, I'm going to, oh, this kid, this kid's going to catch this when I get home. I guarantee it. Not that sweet, baby. They didn't. They, they were cool. With it. I, <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, listen, I uh, love everybody. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Um, I think that's all I got. I just want everybody have the most fantastic week. Love you.